0: Welcome in everybody to the Power Option Podcast. Just running the damn ball from west to east, out here again for week seven. I had a little break. Uh, took my took my uh, myself to kick my feet up on the beach for a week, so I missed out on a little bit of football. But still got still got a hankering in. Um, but I'm back here once again with uh, my co-host Garrett. How are you?
1: Hey, man, I'm good. You look, I took care of the show for you while you were gone. I heard you talk some shit. I I heard you talk. some shit. I haven't
0: listened to it yet, but I
1: heard. I have I had it in good hands (laughs) and I just all I did was just set the people up so that they knew that you were going to talk. You're going to brag it up about how pleased you were. And Oregon lost. So I just wanted everybody to get set up so that you could come talk your shit about the ducks that you despise getting the big L that you've always wanted. And so I just wanted to set that up so you could have this moment of victory.
0: Yes, just a moment to say I was right about they I have nothing outside of bow All right, so look, look. Let me let me roll it back a little bit. I I still believe... In my, in my overall premise that, unlike Washington, even though Penix is a, is an absolute, f- he's a, he's just such a quality player, he's throwing the ball around really great right now. He's having a great time. Like, I'm not saying Washington also wouldn't hurt if they lost Penix. I think that too, but they have some weapons around the offense. Maybe I've just watched him a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe I really do hate. In Bo- Nix, i don 't know, but there there has just been this feeling in in me that that if it's if it 's not laid on him, then they 're not going to get it done now it's It seems like um, it was a little you know I may have at times sounded a little higher on that than I should have, uh, but they they it was a hell of a game the by far the best game of the year, like just an absolute Fun game from start to finish, and they 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 generally they did disprove me. There were some guys on the field that Bo Nicks had access to that really moved this ball, moved the ball around. Um, so look, uh, maybe I was popping off a little earlier. Maybe I was giving Oregon a little bit of a rough ride, rougher than they deserve. But I still kind of believe in the fact that it's Bo Nicks or nothing. But. They did they showed that they got they got some guys, they got some stuff and so look I'll roll it back a, a tiny bit.
1: Here's the thing. Oregon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say things that are not particularly controversial, um, I don't think. but Oregon was the better football game team in this game. They, they just were better they were more successful offensively. They had better EPA per play in this game. They did better on third downs. Uh, they didn't do as well yards per uh, pass and EPA per pass, but they could, they crushed in yards per rush EPA or EPA per rush. So they, Bucky Irving went crazy. Jordan James had a bunch of yards. Bo Nix had a very nice game. Um, Troy Franklin had a very nice game.
0: Yeah, 154 and yards receiving, big time.
1: And Oregon won the turnover battle by two. So Oregon, if you took these numbers and you put them in a robot, you put them in a machine, and you asked it to kick out based on every other game it won, you asked it to kick it out, it would probably kick out Oregon by three. If you took all of this and just jumbled it up and put it there. So... Oregon played this. One of the reasons this game was so good is because it was really close. Washington also played very well. And if Oregon was successful on one of the three first downs that they went for, they win the game. Um, Because two of them are for touchdowns, and one of them is to make it so Washington doesn't get the ball back, right? Uh, Even if they'd maybe tried to kick the one, the, the one at the end of the half. Because they're getting the ball back in the second half anyway, they didn't need to kind of gamble it all there. I'm I'm still for that decision because the man was playing to win and he knew that that Washington offense was gonna get there. Yeah, for sure. You know, like when he went for that last fourth down and then Washington scored in two plays. It's just like, yeah, that's the reason I'm trying to keep them off the field because they could do this whenever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was an amazing, really close, really tight game that if they played three times, it would, it would that last one would be a coin flip. I don't know how you'd choose between them. If they end up playing in the Pac-12 title game, which it's hard to think they won't at this point. Yeah, I mean, it would, uh, yeah, it would be The tough. rematch will be killer. It'll be an absolute barn burner rematch.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a good time. I mean, they both they both they're both playing at a super high level. I you know Oregon yeah. Oregon defense came to play and everything too. So it's it's you know it's a great time. Great time for the Pac twelve. Like Pac twelve is looking just great, super deep, um, all all the way through the conference. Even a team like Arizona is coming around. as squirrely can beat guys and do things. So and then and I mean oh, to yeah. to Washington's favor, I'll, I'll say like this washington offense is so dangerous it is as compared to all of the other offenses in the nation i don't have any idea what's happening at michigan or or oklahoma i guess um, florida state's very good but but of these of the top teams i think this washington offense the way that i've as, as i've watched them play they have a really methodical way that they're playing the game and they move the ball consistently and yes it is Penix, but it it's also the play calling it's it's it, this is a really really well put together and with the the defenses in the sec not being their normal monster selves um, and we don't really and honestly i don't know i'm sure we can find the stats on it but there's no team there's no defense around the nation this year that I'm just like you know that is just going to shut down anything and with a with a climate like that this Washington offense if they keep doing what they're doing like they're they're going to be really hard to beat come the end of the year whether that be in the Pac-12 championship game or whatever bowl situation they run into it's going to be tough to to beat this squad.
1: Yeah, the the team that's going to be really interesting, an interesting potential playoff matchup, is the is the possibility of an eleven and one Iowa Hawkeyes team <laughs> playing in the playoff after just grinding everyone to absolute paste and winning every game twenty to t- to ten, I'm- and then. Having some, having some just snooze fest, just dousing with a blanket that Iowa will put on whatever two offenses they have to face is a thought that at first I thought would make me sad, but is bringing me so much joy. I am now rooting yeah. for an offense-free Iowa Hawkeye team to make the playoff. And have the country have to watch it happen. Yeah,
0: honestly, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever heard you say something about college football that I wanted to happen more than what you just said.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of am this in. I'm kind of in on yeah, that. That would be, be freaking nuts if they figure out a way bockers. and they beat whoever and make it to the playoffs. So they go undefeated, they beat Michigan in the oh, conference title game. And then they're a four seed. Right. Like, oh my
0: god, they beat, that's just beautiful. Right. And they beat they beat Michigan in some weird three. yeah. Oh yeah. This thir- they beat them like like eleven to f- to five. Yeah. Or just something absurd. Yeah.
1: Because it because it, it yeah because it was it was cold outside and so the 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 dome is a little colder than usual and. It's just like a, a people's cleats are making them slip for some reason, right. and it's just twenty to twenty to thirteen, and just a lot of drop passes, and and one of those scores from Iowa is a interception for a touchdown, just yeah. like absolute dog garbage. Right, just right. give up, up a worst. give up a safety
0: or something. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: You know it's a it's a punt block that does it and there's no offense just the worst game you could imagine yeah. right into a playoff where they what really would happen is that they the first game they'd surprise everyone and score 30 and win thirty to thirteen, and then the second game they get absolutely dog walked by an actual complete team at the end.
0: Right, and it would it would just be it would be like it would be like uh, USC playing Oklahoma in the two thousands, you know, like just an absolute, yeah. just like what are we even yeah. doing here? It's over by yeah, half or something. Like, yeah, gosh.
1: Like yeah, that was a cute story, but no, your de- your defense just has run out of gas. Yeah, your offense needed to do something for you and it couldn't. And our <laughs> offense is too good. So yeah. Uh, that'd be amazing. Okay. Yeah, that would be. I'm. Yeah. K- I'm. I'm really kind of excited now that we've talked it out. I'm kind of excited about the thought of that happening. Yeah, and
0: and yeah. the really like like. The climate is weird this year. Like this is a weird. This yeah. is a bit. This isn't like a normal. I, I'm not saying that Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State even. I think Penn State may be the best of those three. And I, but I don't know. I don't know about any of that. And that's that's kind of amazing that there's still kind of a low key possibility that Iowa could walk away with the Big Ten championship. Like it's probably Look. not going to happen, but like they they're, they're i haven't seen anything from ohio state and michigan that's made me think that they're definitively like so far ahead that they they can just walk into that game against a team like iowa and do that you know or or, or oklahoma even oklahoma being texas that one's a little less absurd but like we're we're seeing games all these all over the nation, North Carolina, that I'm sure that you're gonna complain about soon. Like Brian, Brian, the listen. <laughs> there is a
1: Brian, there is a clear path for the possibility of a first round matchup being North Carolina versus Iowa. Wild. Like that's very possible. Wild. like not even like crazy shit possible. Like both of those teams need one game to bounce their way because i was got nobody yeah to the end of the season yeah that's the Big nothing 10 is in nothing. front of them
0: yeah they got nobody on that right? side
1: so let's just say north carolina is g- really good and drake may wins a shootout against florida state and then they i don't even know who else they play south carolina whatever let's look at their skin sch- now I, now i gotta play the schedule game here real quick. Yeah, please. Because now please. I really need to know. Yeah, because uh, then
0: while you're looking at look, North I mean, Carolina's just, just looking at the West for the Big Ten. I mean, there's. I mean, the next, the second, but the second team in the West right now like behind yeah. Iowa is Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is shaky. That I think they're getting better. Um, I think they're building to something, but they're not like they're shaky. And then you have th- in third place Northwestern, which is just ridiculous. And, it is ridiculous. And then you it's know, it's bad. And then at the bottom is is Illinois, who who I'm not saying shouldn't be at the bottom. It's probably it's probably fine, but like they have. they have a defense. Than that. Yeah, they have a defense, and yeah, so they, it's like they looked
1: good yeah. this week. Yeah, they yeah. looked good. Yes,
0: yeah, and so then you run. Okay, you run so here into we go.
1: That. Yeah, here's who North Carolina's got left. They play Virginia at home. That's easy. At Georgia Tech. Should be fine. Then they have an FCS Campbell Camels team. Oh, yeah. I love the then Camels. They have Duke at home. Oh, that's going to be And then rough. they go to Clemson and two NC State. So, look. Ooh. Duke, Clemson, NC State. That's the one that will trip you up. But that's just good enough that they win those. They're a top. They'll probably be a top four, five team. Yeah, and right. then you like play. They they're up there, and then they play. They'll play Florida State in the in the, the in the ACC championship game, and then we'll have to reckon with the possibility of North Carolina and Mac Brown in the goddamn playoffs.
0: It's 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 not it's not unheard of. I mean, and the thing I think I think I I think Florida State. I know more about Florida State at this point in the year than I know about Michigan or Ohio State, but. It's not – it's like North Carolina could do that. What you just described, like North Carolina could do that. And if they go – they end their regular season that way, go in and beat Florida State and ACC, you know, like what What else – can, can the um, – can the committee really say no? You know, I mean, we got to no, know what else no, is going no. on. There's so, there's enough there's enough no. moving pieces here, but that's like crazy. Like like Florida State would be four. You know, Florida State's probably not going to lose by that the end of that game. I mean, by the end of the year. So it's like you beat that you beat a four Florida State team after and you yeah like you said there'll probably be six or something by that time and then you're yeah you just swap, you, you you effectively just switch spots at the end of the ACC championship game like and then yeah, oh, yeah. North Carolina Mac Brown yeah. are in. The, are in the free
1: game yeah. playoff. Yeah, they're they're just in. Florida State has Duke coming up. Then they go to Wake Forest. They go to Pitt. Should be fine. Miami at home might be tricky. Then they have UNA and FCS team. And then they have the rivalry game at Florida. That one is going to p- probably be a problem. Even though they're much better than Florida. But Florida has these games, like the Tennessee game, when they're going to be at home. The, fan, the local Florida... That stadium is going to be as nuts as a stadium can be, if a top four Florida State comes to town. That will be an electric. And that, I think, is on Thanksgiving. I think that's on Thanksgiving proper. Oh, wow. All right. Look, we could sit here and future predict. I know, for the rest (laughs) of our lives. All night. All night long. Yes. Um, Okay. All right. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and get into the week seven that was uh, outside of the games we've already talked about. Uh, let's start with, oh, this is the game we do need to start with. Uh, Liberty is 6-0. and I gotta give them credit as much as I don't want to. They're fun to watch. Um, as we're recording, they actually played, uh, their seventh game, which was super interesting to watch. Um, they're, they're just very good. They beat Jacksonville State on the road thirty one to thirteen with Jacksonville State is a good football team. Liberty's very good.
0: They really are very good. Like it's been I I I, I don't have any reason to hate them. There's just something that maybe it was because who who was their coach there last year but that moved?
1: Uh, Hugh, uh, yeah, uh, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and so I just got—they
0: yeah. have the Hugh Freeze taint on them, and so I just wanted to hate them, but I really have no reason to. Like, they've been—they've been fun, and honestly I mean, they're beating the pants off of everybody in, in the Conference USA. Like, it's not even—it's they're—they're having the time of their lives. And like you said Jacksonville State is a pretty good team, and Liberty was like, we're gonna do whatever we want. So, Conference USA yeah. is—it's a little entry for, for especially for a conference that's not great. It's nice that they have a standout.
1: Yeah, and I have not, not non sports reasons to to care about Liberty. So sports wise, they're super interesting and fun to watch. Yeah. So good for them, six and zero. Oh. Uh, let's see. We'll move to there, a lot. There's some there some kind of middling games in the early chunk that were interesting, like West Virginia thirty nine, Houston forty one. That was a crazy crazy game. Uh, one of the weirdest win probabilities, dr- like all the way up, dropped, came back up like just an absolute nuts game with a huge field goal to win to win. And at the end uh, after or the huge not field, goal, huge Hail Mary that was tipped into his hands at the end of the game. Um, after the West Virginia quarterback had scored and then waved bye to the crowd with only a little bit of time left. And he they got a penalty on that next kickoff that made them closer that made the Hail Mary a uh, better chance for them to get it. So just oofs. All around for West Virginia. Yeah,
0: it's bad. It's it's fun to look at this win probability chart because it really picks up in for Houston at like the 130 plays play mark, which is the back half of the game, and then at the end of the game, the chart goes the chart goes all the way down to West Virginia and then yeah. shoots past the top of the chart up to, to, to Houston. <laughs> yep. It just it just jumped crazy. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't yep. uh, I didn't watch. I wasn't able to watch any of this game, but I watched the highlights and just that's one of those. Hail Marys is I feel like uh, losing in a Hail Mary is more heartbreaking than anything else because it's such like just a chance is a game of like who can jump the highest and get luckiest in the moment. So I mean, it's yes. good for Houston to, to get the to get a win. But West Virginia, yeah, they, uh, they had some they had, that's that's rough.
1: Yeah, it was it was a tip it was a tip by the defender ball into the hands of a Houston wide receiver. The the end of the game was just nuts. It was nuts. It was a thrill to watch. Yeah, that one's worth a mention just because of how nuts it was. Nice. Uh another marquee game that happened, uh Tulane travels to Memphis and wins 31-21. Good Tulane team as as we know getting a really good win on the road. Uh and they looked really good. They had .17 EPA per play. That's seventy fifth percentile. That's just good offensive performance. A right? good offensive team. Yeah, they got some. Uh,
0: like yeah, it's just an offense that that works well. I mean, they're playing. They're they're playing their type of football i feel like maybe week two or three i I remember thinking to myself that they weren't going to be as good as i expected like they kind of they were Mm -hmm. shaky enough that i was like oh maybe this isn't this isn't the two lane that we were hoping for i i don't know if i still don't know if you know like what you know i have no idea what their top end is uh but this offense is moving i mean in this game um uh, hughes had 130 yards rushing um, and chris brazel had 103 yards receiving so like to, you know, they got they have guys floating around that are gonna give up you know gonna gonna give some real serious uh, offensive production, um, and that's great to see. Michael Pratt, the quarterback, was 19 for 30, mm-hmm. passed two, 259 yards, two for a touchdown. Um, so solid game from yeah the whole offense. I think this is this I think Tulane's benefit or Tulane can, being good is gonna is really like this this offense and I think the the play calling from them is really gonna like keep them. Keep them coming back to win games for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, and Pratt being healthy is great. He's been a little injured up and down. Um, and so that's good for them. But, yeah, they, they're just – it's nice to see a program like this getting two years of consistency. You know, they won the bowl game against USC with that crazy comeback, and they're 5-1. and one. Like, everybody kind of expected them to be good. Mm. They really – if 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 Pratt was healthy, they really could have beaten Ole Miss. And this could have been a really special year, but it's still going to be a very good year for two. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm excited for the end of the year to see right. where they – this will be a good, good team to go watch go bowling.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they'll they will they they're they're in the competition for the group of six, uh, you know the 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 kind of BCS bowls, as it were, um, and so they've got it all in front of them, still. Um, Another team that has that same story is Fresno, who traveled to Utah State and had to end up winning a close one against the Aggies.
0: Yeah, and Utah State kind of, they're warming up a bit. I thought that they were going to be hot garbage. And they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of warming up. And they're warming up inside of... Uh, the, the side of a conference that's that's really growing on me like I, I I've been preaching on this on this podcast Sunbelt 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 and I I do believe that that's that's where you're going to get a lot of your bang for your buck in the group of five sure. But the Mountain West has been awesome like and and getting better the fact that we have a 22 ranked Air Force and that's the only team in the conference that's ranked that's first of all is great um, Boise State is having an off year they're three and four total you know overall and so it's not a great year but like in the conference they're two and one right now so they could go into any place <clears throat> over the course of the remainder of their season and win and that's the same for UNLV same for Wyoming same for Fresno State same for Colorado State um at this point point. and so it's like there you you have ai I'm we're gaining a or getting a more complete Mountain West throughout these teams I'm very I'm very excited about it so this this game was this game is fun for me I'm excited to see a, a growing Mountain West and and, and a good Fresno yeah.
1: Yeah, the Mountain West has a solid top, middle, and bottom, right? And the bottom is no surprise. Nevada, Hawaii, New Mexico, San Jose State. The middle is just a surprise in Boise State being at the middle. This is definitely a down year for them. Um, But that... Kind of kind of coincides with the surprise that is UNLV at five and one and two and zero oh in the conference, and Wyoming five and two and two and one of the conference, Fresno six and one and two and one of the conference, and then the juggernaut that is Air Force. And so, uh, yeah, agreed. That was a it was a kind of game that uh, you sh- you would expect to get out of a Utah team that wasn't terrible last year. They were at home. They showed up for the crowd. They played well, and just you know they they actually you. Know, in a lot of the offensive categories, they were a better team. It's just they had two turnovers. That's the biggest problem. That's the reason why you're not going to win after trying to make a big comeback is two turnovers. Uh, but it's a it's a good performance by that football team. Definitely. Uh, a very, uh, in a different side of good performances, we have Stanford, 46. Colorado, 43. The One of the most remarkable things I have ever seen Colorado was up 29 to nothing at halftime, gave up 46 points in two quarters in overtime, still could win, and then they ended up losing in overtime. Just an absolute, complete collapse where another another win probability graph that is Nuts. No,
0: it's all it's all Colorado. I mean, you could color you could color in the graph with just just Colorado is when probably yes. it was hundred percent. It was almost hundred percent for the whole game. Like it was crazy, and then it just and then it just falls off in the last in yes. the last couple of plays of the game, which is crazy. And I mean, the, the some of these some of the stats for these guys, especially in the receiving area on Stanford's side, um, Alec Ayamanor, he he caught. He had 13 catches for 294 yards and three touchdowns. Like that's yeah. nuts. I've I've yeah. rarely seen a right wide receiver have a better game than that. That's crazy. Yeah. And then on the Colorado side, two guys over 100 yards receiving. Xavier Weaver had 124. Travis Hunter back from hell, back from injury, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, he played a little bit. I think last week, maybe. Yeah, but maybe he played he, a little bit, but yeah, back, basically back from injury. And
0: he's feeling fine because he had the 140 yards and two touchdowns, so just...
1: Yeah, to- but here is the problem with Travis Hunter. He was also the cornerback that had to cover Alec Aominor. Aominor <laughs> yeah,
0: about. so I guess he, he kind of, he both helped and hurt.
1: Yes. Yeah, he got dogged out as cornerback. I mean, yeah. He dogged his ass out because he just... He was coming back from injury. Yeah. They had him doing too much.
0: Yeah, two-way player is already crazy, and then you gotta
1: do all that. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah. You know, Shador had Shador Sanders had another very, you know, pretty big game. So yeah, it was great. It's 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 a fu- it's hilarious that this and I just I only I only know about this. I didn't watch this game, but just you and you and our buddy Tyler texting through it and Tyler waking up and be like, Whoa, I thought they were gonna win was pretty funny. So. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, that game ended it. That game ended it. 1 a.m. 2 a.m. Central? Like, one. it was 1 a.m. Central it ended. And I watched the whole goddamn thing. Because it was absolute cinema. Just amazing. And wild. Just amazing. Uh, in a game that was the opposite of that, actually, two... Actually, we're going to talk about three. Actually, we're going to talk about four. We're going to talk about the number one, two, three, and four Team of the Nation. Because this is how much these all need covers. Georgia beat Vandy on the road, thirty-seven to twenty. Michigan crushed Indiana, fifty-two to seven, at home. Uh, Ohio State went to Purdue and won forty-one to seven. And Florida State at home beat Syracuse, forty-one to three. Just exactly as they wanted.
0: Yeah, they did. They did what the one, two, three, and four team in the nation should be doing against unranked teams. So that's good. Yeah. I still, as I was saying earlier, uh, I still don't know anything about Michigan, and Ohio State. Um, and honestly, I don't know anything about Georgia at this point. the The best thing, the most notable me, thing for me of these four games is that Vandy put up twenty points on Georgia. That might be the most <laughs> sure. significant thing. Sure. But, but every. Sure. But honestly, though, I mean, nobody. None, none. of these four teams should be worried. They did exactly what they should have done, and it's pretty, yeah. pretty
1: cut and dry. Yep, pretty cut and dry. Uh, Alabama beat Arkansas at home, twenty four to twenty one. And look. Alabama is playing better offensively.
0: Yeah, Milnor. Milrow. Th- Mil- yeah. milroe He's having a better Mil- time. Rowe. Yeah, he's having a better time. I think he's getting settled, and Saban's letting him play the play quarterback.
1: Yeah, but as the second best team in the conference, it's not great. That's it's not still true. a great thing to watch by any mm-hmm. means. But defensively, they're very good, and so that's going to carry them because they got. They got studs everywhere, um, because offensively, even though it's better, it's not good. It's still not particularly good. No,
0: uh, no they got a lot. Yeah, it's it's not. Uh, and I will say, Saban, I feel like is the best. Is one of the reasons I think he's one of the greatest coaches outside of all of the winning, is that he takes. He takes guys, or he, he he picks guys that play the style of offensive football that he wants to play. Like he's obviously had running backs that that have treated him very well over the years, but he also has these quarterbacks that are that sometimes are great, like maybe like a Bryce Young, like a, are are very physical, physically great, like Bryce Young or or that. But like then he takes these other guys that are that are a little odd, a little off, maybe, maybe would just be sort of like average players in other places, and he puts them inside of a system that really makes it so that they work well and, the, and they work well for the system. And, and it's not what we're seeing from Alabama this year, um, which is obviously a little weird for multiple reasons. But I think, <coughs> I think they're, they're settling down a little bit, um, trying to f- at least getting comfortable in having the same sort of uh, group out there. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's a super weird Alabama team.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting, though, that there's never been a – they not never. That they don't get constant all-time great quarterbacks. Like you'd right. think that you would just be able to recruit the best quarterback in the world at Alabama every year. Yeah. And they often don't – like they do. They've had the best quarterback in the world, but – they don't always have the best quarterback in the world, you know. Yeah,
0: and sometimes when they don't, it their often seems to work better. Like, I mean, the years some of the some of the years he's got wide receivers that are monsters, like Jerry, yeah, Jerry Judy, and sense. yeah, just these guys that are just such freaks. And he, and they're most of the time receiving balls from a pretty average quarterback, whoever was back there, you know. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. Between the between the wide receivers and the running backs, you would think that that every great quarterback would want to go and play in Alabama because you'd be able to just live your best life but it's not how it works and and this is this is this this is what I feel like this year's Alabama's offense is what we should have seen all of the time but that's why Saban's great because he, he got more out of offenses that maybe he shouldn't have or at least out of quarterbacks that he shouldn't have but this is the first year where I've been like okay he's he's got some stuff to figure out
1: yeah, he had nothing in the tank at quarterback. He had nothing. He had a he had a journeyman. He had a, the kind of player that you'd actually want starting at Troy or Ohio, and then you get him in the transfer portal after two years when he's gotten through his learn how to play quarterback phase is what they have at starting quarterback. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: and just a quick note on. On Arkansas, they're 2-5 and five right now, 0-4 in the SEC. They lost to Alabama by 3. They lost to Ole Miss by 7. Um, then they got kind of beat up. They lost to, to A&M by 12. Um, uh, and they lost to LSU by 3. So, like, this is an Arkansas team that is good and is and is not good at the same time, which is a right. little upsetting. Yes. KJ Jefferson's having a great the, year,
1: yeah. um, which is great. They're gaming. They're gamey for sure, but they're not... Quite there, right, just can't, just can't uh, get there. Yeah, they're not quite there. Uh, a team that did get qu- a little bit, at least a little bit, quite there is Rutgers, who's five and two after beating Michigan State um, twenty-seven to twenty-four at Rutgers. Uh, yeah, five and two Rutgers is just kind of worth a note. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think hopefully. Um Hopefully they uh, have some. I I don't I don't care really how Rutgers does does over the SC of the year, but they they have Ohio State, then they go to Iowa, then they have to go to Penn State um, at the end of their year in the last well three out of the last four games of the year, and like this is a, a, I, it would be hilarious to watch Rutgers go in and beat Ohio State or Penn State um, in a year that that I mean I mean Rutgers should never do it, but a five or two Rutgers team could be scary for somebody. Hopefully I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would be kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't like the, uh, I didn't like the, um, hire of Great Shiano. I didn't like that hire. Mm. Uh, so I have to kind of eat my words a little bit in that he's actually doing it. Like, I never thought he could do it. I thought he was washed. But he's actually, looks like he's doing it. And so I gotta give him props. Yeah,
0: doing okay. Looks like he's doing it. Make those Jersey boys good, or you know, better at least. That's that's something.
1: Yeah, I gotta get credit. Uh, another team that needs a little bit of credit, but can't get too much credit because they can't do anything with it, is six and zero James Madison after blowing out Georgia Southern forty one to thirteen. James Madison is good, and they're not gonna have anything to show for it. It just is really depressing.
0: And I bet the the I feel like the most depressing part about it is they're very good, and by the time it, it just feels like a scenario that by the time that they can get, show something, they're not gonna be this good. Yep yep and it's it's unfortunate but the the nice thing is as we move into next year's the start of the big playoff no two years
1: yes next year no next next year right so that
0: you know and that and James Madison also will be eligible for bowls and they'll be able to play the championship so if they remain this good um, they're gonna have a good time Um, no you know they, they played a Georgia Southern team that has been up and down. Um, nobody, nobody super notable had, or nobody had a really great game on the Georgia Southern side. Um, James Madison just, I think they're just, they just play a type of football that like, you know, I think it's pretty consistent throughout their whole team, you know, like I, I don't think they have any one one guy that's really like pushing them, Jordan McLeod their quarterback went 20 for 31 259 yards passing, three touchdowns so big game, a lot of EPA 13 points of EPA, and then Elijah Sarit uh, had five catches for 105 yards and a touchdown, seven points of EPA, so I mean, they're spreading the ball around, they they don't have a ton of running back help, but they got a quarterback that's good and, and a wide Receiving core that can catch balls, so they're going to continue to beat people down, which is great and terrible
1: for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're 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 challenging. They're just just a challenging team to to be interested in. But they're they're like they're good enough. They're they're good enough. I mean, I guess four and two is good enough. That's they're probably fine. Like I think that they thought they were going to be one of the one of the teams to to beat in the Sun Belt. Um, they're like 37th in adjusted offensive EPA. They're a good, better than in the middle uh, team. Yeah. And, but James Madison is a machine, and so... That's where your problem is going yeah, to be. And James I, Madison, yeah,
0: shooting. and I don't think anybody's. I mean, everybody's going to have basically that amount of time. Everybody in the Sun Belt is going to have that, that time playing against James Madison. So what are you going to do? And but the, I mean, the yeah. rest of the and guys here. Here comes more Sun Belt praise. I mean, that side of the, the East is where Georgia Southern is from, and James Madison are on the eastern side of the Sun Belt, and that's uh, in the overall conference the worst two teams are both three and three overall. So, like, you got to – it's it's gamey throughout that whole side. So, man, Sunbelt football,
1: go watch it. Yeah. yeah, 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 quality. And, and look, Texas State and Troy are no slouches either. Right, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, you know, there's good, there's good too. stuff over there, too. Yeah. Now, now Troy figured it out, and they've won four straight. And so, yeah, Sunbelt is just really quality football. Good for the Sunbelt. And they, and they may not end up with the team – that can be the best team because James Madison keeps beating the rest of the team. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's unfortunate. Oh, well. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, a team that is in the running for that spot, however, is the Rockets of Toledo, which had an ugly game against Ball So Hard University on the road, but they won 13 6. And so it's a 6 and 1 Toledo team that, you know, kind of survived, but. You kind of have to, and they weren't terrible. Um, and Ball State wasn't great. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. I mean, and and I feel like the Mac is, the Mac is really macking this year. Like they're 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 very even. Like you know, you kind of have some, you got two really good teams, and everybody else is kind of like weird, like not that good. My 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 team in the in that conference is Ohio, and they I thought that they were going to look better this year, even though they don't look bad. But they're five and two, two and one in conference. Um, and and that's kind of like what is happening all over the the mac so i'm excited for the mac championship game assuming it's toledo against miami it's going to be it's going to be a bunch of you know football f- football's flying around all day so that'd be fun but yeah Toledo I, I don't I don't want to say Toledo should be scared because they lost lost to I mean they just barely squeaked past ball so hard university uh, I just uh I thought more I thought I was going to see more from them um and so I think Miami Miami Ohio may be the maybe the, the the team I would give the nod to as the Mac champ at this point in the season.
1: Yeah, well, they beat Western Michigan uh, at Western Michigan 34-21, to 21, so they had a better win, at least, yeah. uh, score-wise. So, yeah, worth a note. Uh, a team with a nice recovery win is the Utah Utes going to 5-1 and one after beating Cal at home 34-14. to 14. The offense looked better, yeah. considerably better. Right. I mean, it was hard to not look considerably better, <laughs> but the offense looked better. Now, they ran the ball 71% of the time. And that is what did it. They just didn't throw. So eventually, they're gonna have to be able to do that. But if the defense is playing Utah defense, and they can run the ball with that kind of success, well then Utah can beat anybody in the country. So there you go. Yeah,
0: and that's what, and that you know we'll, we get, eventually get a, a rising back. At, at some point. If I mean, maybe. I feel like every, every week we're like, is it, this going to be the week? But uh, but yeah, Utah. I think Utah. A Cal, this Cal team is is they're not good, um, but like I think they're scrappy enough that if Utah was having an off day like they did the week before, like they you, they could have lost to Cal. So I think Utah obviously figured out what they needed to for the offense. But they have USC next. They go they go to Hollywood or they go to LA for USC. They got Oregon at home, um, and then then they have an easy Washington. T- I'm sorry, Arizona State team, and then they have Washington. Um, in in Seattle and then Arizona, uh, in down here in Tucson, and then they got to play Colorado. So like, Utah could could end up with four losses before the end of this year, um, with five losses by this year. I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, but I could see it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's so hard to say because I just don't know what they're going to be right, um, but. Now, here's to Cal's credit. I think, I honestly think Cal is probably like the, in the absolute middle of the power five, like right square in the middle of them. They're not, I, I mean, the problem though is that, well, yeah, they beat the bad teams that's been on their schedule and they've gotten handled pretty handily by the good teams on their schedule. So maybe they're a step down from that. Um, they probably should have beat Auburn, but it's okay that they lost to them. And of course, they beat Idaho, they beat North Texas, and they beat Arizona State. Yeah, they might not be very good. They're going to probably get killed by USC. They're probably going to get killed by Oregon. And uh, they might not win beat, beat Washington State. And they might get killed by UCLA. So this could be a 3-7 and seven team or 3-8 and eight team, whatever. So never mind. I'm not going to talk good about them. Uh, you know, good for... Uh, Good for Utah to look good against what may just be a bad team.
0: <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. But they, the, their offensive struggles are real, and so the fact that they turn that around a little bit shows some life.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, Penn State, 63, UMass, 0. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the game that happened there.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. That's, that's as much as I have to say as well.
1: Yeah, they just did what they're supposed to do. So uh, Tennessee twenty, Texas A and M thirteen. Texas Tennessee is five and one. They're not a great five and one. This game was awful, just not well played at all. But you know, Tennessee is, you know, Tennessee is five and one. Yeah,
0: which is something. But yeah, I think I think that this is a really, this is a really good sort of like definition of the SEC this year, like. Yeah, you 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 should be ranked at five and one as Tennessee because of the conference that you play in and the things that have happened this year. But also, I don't know if you should be, and that's kind of how I feel about all of this. Like even Alabama being where they are, and and even Georgia being number one. All of it kind of boils down to like, yeah, I, I don't have I don't really have a legitimate case to say that you shouldn't be in these places that you are, but like. Also, I don't know if if anybody even Mizzou at twenty is seems high to me. So I feel like this Tennessee team is just the is just the SEC in a in a in a, in a bag in a checkered bag.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, all that Tennessee really beat was teams around Tennessee. All that Tennessee really beat is other SEC teams that have only beat other SEC teams, right? And so some of it is just the abject properties of roster and name, right? Now, roster strength does have some predictive value on winning, so I'll give them some credit for that. But yeah, you're not wrong when you're just like, I don't really know how good Tennessee is. And like if they beat Alabama, does that speak to just Alabama not being great and not necessarily speak to Tennessee being great? Well, they'll get a bump in the standings for doing it, especially at Alabama which I think is a valid win um, but yes you kind they kind of eat they kind of chewed up their own tails yeah yeah for sure yeah. all right uh in a Kind of a, a interesting slugfest. Oklahoma State at home beats Kansas thirty nine to thirty two. Kansas is five and two. Oklahoma State's four and two. I think the teams are where they are. I don't think either team is in a in a complain position. Um, both teams played well offensively. It was a well played game. Yeah, I, I
0: uh, this has the, been the <clears throat> I've normally watched quite a bit of Oklahoma State football as you've all heard on previous years of this podcast. And but I. I uh, have watched significantly less Okie State um, this year, and this was, you know, this was <clears throat> a game which you know kind of warmed, warmed my, warmed my heart a little bit. It was a nice little bowl of, of college football. Um, Chicken noodle soup, um, for me, I don't know if – I don't think it means anything, just to I think Kansas State is a perfectly fine – or, I mean, Kansas is a perfectly fine team. I think Oklahoma State is probably maybe showing that they might be a bit better team. Um you know, or, or at least building into and becoming a better team. Uh, but, yeah, I think the overall impact is, is pretty low. But some big stats uh, for this game. Jason Bean for Kansas. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, went 23 for 34, 410 yards passing, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, on the other side of the ball, Alan Bowman. Um, Passing for Oklahoma State, 28 for 41, 336 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and then uh, Oklahoma State had two guys above 100 yards receiving, and Ollie Gordon the second had 180 yards passing. So yeah, Oklahoma State just both these teams played really good offense. It was just it was the most Big 12 type of game, Um, but Oklahoma State just had some bigger guys. Uh, managed to to get them to get them through at the end, um, you know, as the fourth quarter sort of rolled down. So it was, yeah, fun fun game to watch. Um, some fun Big 12 football, but I don't know how much it means for the later parts of the year.
1: Yeah. Just it's 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 kind of the same thing that we talk about the SEC. You got to have your teams beat your other teams, and then they when they're a little ranked, you get a little bump, and everybody kind of beats, beats up each other, and you pass around the rankings. That's fine. It's a good win. Yeah. Uh, Troy, uh, shuts out Army, uh, Troy has traveled to Army and won 19 to nothing. Troy is 5-2, defense starting to get their stuff together, as I mentioned, they've won four straight. Yeah,
0: Ar- Army is in a weird position, as we've talked about in previous episodes, and Troy's is very, I think Troy's good, so like this, yeah, none of this, none of this makes, you know, I mean, all of this makes sense to me, so.
1: Right. Yep, uh, Maryland loses at home to the Illini, as I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, twenty-seven to twenty-four. The Illini, not having a great year, but picks up the win that l- makes the year look better. Though this could just be a, a nice Maryland late mid to mid season c- collapse from the high expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they've been a team that is Maryland's been like they've they've been kind of building. I shouldn't say building. They were. I think they were kind of. Uh, they were going really hot since the beginning of the year, and you know Tagovailoa is, is having a good, a good year, consistent to say the least. So I'm shocked that Maryland lost this game. Um, you know, not uh, not a ton. Nobody had some you know, had any like super super crazy stats. Um, just played. Um, Played, Illinois just played good enough defense I think just to get this one done and maybe Maryland is a little off so but th- I think it also goes back to what I was like we were talking about Rutgers earlier and it's like like the fact that Maryland lost to this Illinois team is the type of thing that makes me think that Rutgers can go in and beat Penn State or something I'm not I'm, yeah, no, sure. I, I don't think that might be like Maryland and Illinois are probably closer and in, in talent overall than Rutgers is to Penn State but I think it just really shows like the what the, what's happening in the big ten is that like you anybody can kind of get got like we don't we don't have a a clear for you know winner right now, I think anybody can beat anybody almost in the big ten, not maybe not anybody anybody, but like it's it's mixed up enough, and these type of things are happening enough in the in the big ten that I think things are going to get interesting especially when we get to the last four or five games of the year
1: I think the top four. the top three, I don't want to give Iowa that much credit, are clearly so far ahead of everybody that they just separated themselves. I think you've got the middle of the conference where all these teams lies that can all beat up on each other, but I don't necessarily think that any of the teams at this level have a chance against the top three. Maybe just the Iowa at four do they have a chance against. I think the top three are just so much better than the rest of the conference that i think these teams are all fighting for the 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 best prestige bowl that's not going to be the you know the playoff, the New Year's Six, and whatever other good one the other team gets. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I, I hope that you're right because that means we're going to have an awesome, we're going to have an awesome Michigan Ohio State. We're going to have an awesome Penn State. You know, playing those games. We're going to have an awesome Big Ten championship game. So I hope that you're right. But, but you know, this is it, it was this game is is weird. And Illinois is bad enough, and Maryland has been good enough this year that I think this might bleed into other parts of Big Ten. But we'll see what happens. now
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Florida beat South Carolina forty one to thirty nine at South Carolina. Florida moves to five and two. Uh, both of these teams played fairly nice offense. It actually offense was pretty nice. Game flowed, went back and forth. It was kind of a quality football game, and Florida beats a, a decent South Carolina team. I don't know that they're they're you know they're probably in the same range. I would guess that uh, whoever it was I was talking about before. Um, is in that kind of mid. Oh, Cal. Uh, it yeah. maybe might, South Carolina might be in the Cal I range. Maybe they're so. a little bit better, <laughs> yeah. uh, but maybe not. But it's the kind of team that Florida needs to beat. It's the kind of team that if you're in the middle of the SEC, you really should win. Um, and it turns out the Florida season isn't gonna end up as bad as they think it is five and two
0: yeah yeah which uh, which again I said I said this to you in text before I probably said this on the show too but like it, yeah it's like I should I have no reason to want Florida to lose I, I like Florida I like the university I was a huge fan of the Tebow years and the urban Meyer years and and I like everything about Florida but just I don't know what it is but like the fact that they're five and two kind of kind of grinds my gears a little bit I want them to be worse I don't know why but I just Short. I think maybe Short. maybe it's some Anthony Richardson salt that I'm that I'm carrying over from last year or or just like what the conversation around the SEC I don't know what it is but they they are they are showing they are better than um, i would be expecting them to be um, I thought that I thought that they would be closer to South Carolina in um, in record by this point. Um, so the fact that they're winning some games is good. Yeah, I think South Carolina is uh, is the cow of of this side of the country, um, but they they're probably a little better because the Rattler Rattler's uh, had a yeah. had a pretty good game yeah. twenty two for twenty nine two hundred and seventy two yards passing four touchdowns and he ran for rush for fifty seven yards. So yeah, I mean he's he's he can at least make them. You know he's the type of like he, he feels like a. Like if you're playing backyard football and and that that one kid from down the block that's super fast gets picked up by the the average team, you go, well, they're going to be annoying to play. That's kind of what I feel about right. South Carolina.
1: Yeah, I think South Carolina probably if they played if they played Cal in a neutral field probably is a six and a half point
0: favorite. Uh, uh, so
1: yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I take that. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, all right. TCU blows out BYU forty-four to eleven. It really kind of. Uh, it's going to redefine possibly, possibly it will redefine the second half of both team seasons where TCU really needed to kind of show up. And it was, I mean, they lost a lot of talent. So what they are is fine, but I think they're at least hoping to be a little bit better. So a big win at home against the BYU team is probably not quite as good at their record. All right. You take it.
0: Yeah. I think they're, yeah, it's a good win. BYU is, is, a good team. Um, and sure. so, yeah, you, you take this, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm having a, I'm having a, a, a year over year debate with my, with, with a buddy of, of mine about about Sonny Dykes and how he is a TCU. He doesn't, my, my buddy doesn't think TCU. He thinks it was more of a, a flaw, more Ed Ogeron than, uh, than something else. And I, I'm a little, I think Sonny Dykes is going to put himself, put, put himself, um, uh, some regularly consistent TCU teams uh, but this and this is this is a win that that helps me lean more towards that um, I don't know how much it'll mean overall I think TCU is probably a you know seven seven win eight win team maybe at this at this at the end of the year which would be great for them so if that's what they get then I'll, I'll feel better about his projections as we move forward in the year I mean you well know, okay. in his tenure
1: TCU lost Garrett Riley, their offensive coordinator. Right. And then they, they, I can't remember who they replaced him with. Graham Harrell, I think. Um, and Garrett Riley is just better. Yeah, he's just he very a better. Good. He, is. he is very Offensive good. coordinator than what they have. Yeah. And so they. I think that's where the difference is. I think it's just quite frankly, Garrett Riley was a better offensive coordinator, and they're they're being hurt by that, and they lost talent. And BYU probably this is probably the year that BYU would have think they would want to get TCU because it's going to get more and more difficult if TCU keeps up the role and gets some talent back. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Miami of Ohio. I mentioned they beat Western Michigan, thirty four to twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're six and one. Another six and one team. One is the old Iowa Hawkeyes. They beat Wisconsin on the road, fifteen to six. <laughs> Iowa is now like four points a game off the uh, score number that they need, and they probably won't care because they might only lose one game this season.
0: Yeah, this was this was. This is the the score to this is like what what we could see like that's what I hope we see in the Big Ten championship. I hope it's fifteen to six. Yeah. I will win because <laughs> that would be yeah. it's just such an absurd. It's like this is so, like such a ridiculous line that that this yeah. amount of points was scored. Like it's it's so weird that this happened. So um, yeah, Wisconsin is. I think they're I think they're building. Um, Fickle's still got some. He's got some stuff to do. I was it's just doing Iowa things, man. I I, I did.
1: Yeah, they make a team that had some struggles offensively throughout the season look really bad because that's what Iowa does. Yep. So uh, Ohio drops to five and two, losing on the road to Northern Illinois. Um, you know, Ohio's as you mentioned been up and down, so this isn't a complete shocker. Ohio might actually be maybe better than their record, or maybe about where their record is. Now. Yeah, I think that it's probably yeah. how good they are. Yeah. So uh, fine, but another five win team this in this. Um, going up to five wins. UNLV wins the rivalry game at Nevada, 27, uh, 45 to 27. Nevada is potentially got the chance of being winless
0: this year. Yeah, them in, them in UConn looking to go for, Uh for. Uh, UConn won last oh, week they did it. Uh, against,
1: against Rice. Yeah, they,
0: uh, they beat Rice. Yeah. Whomp, whomp. They
1: beat Rice on that's, the road. That's, yep. Uh,
0: well, Nevada is yeah. Nevada's next up to get the offer. Yeah, UNLV is yeah. doing some stuff. Hey, the Mountain West is getting interesting. Every I think that's another one. Look, I'm I'm a, I'm going to keep harping on Sun but the Mountain West is has got fun. It's already had fun games. It's going to continue to have fun games at the end of this year.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, Nevada and Sam Houston are our two uh, winless teams. Uh, Sam Houston. Um, yeah, Sam Houston came up and they just weren't ready, and that happens sometimes. Yeah. That's you know, whatever. That's what you kind of expect. I would expect teams to come up and not be as good. It's just—it's funny how James Madison and and you know Jacksonville State are doing as kind of an outlier, right. uh, but it's not. They just come up and they're good. They come when they're ready. So uh, Pitt beats Louisville and knocks Louisville off the unbeaten's thirty-eight to twenty-one at home. I uh, I think this is going to be maybe Pitt's best win of the year. Louisville shows that they. Just aren't great. They're very good. They're not great. They had a terrible offensive performance. They kind of got grounded to the dust by Pitt. Um, just unfortunate because Louisville was on the cusp of a really good season, and they still are. But yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is another. This is this is some more defining sort of things for me. Um, for you know, over the that that happened this in in these in this group of games It's just I I don't i I think that these teams I think Louisville's probably much closer than their ranking made maybe made people feel um for this game and and then also their record um I'm not saying Pitt is good because they aren't but but I don't yeah I think louisville maybe is a little had a little more um huff on them than maybe they deserved and so this you know you get be thirty eight to twenty one by a team that's two and four well one and four I guess at the time um that's yeah it doesn't doesn't look good i i but i think this is how the acc could happen like we were talking about like no, this kind of le- leads me to think that north carolina can be florida state in the championship Absolutely. This, this makes me think yeah. that duke sure. duke is going to go and be florida state this weekend like like this the acc is interesting um you know i think that there's there's teams clemson is clemson is definitely a very average team this year
1: yeah they're not an easy out though. no they're For definitely sure. not
0: an easy out so it's like yeah there's I, there's throughout i mean Pitt, even the fact the fact that Pitt won this game makes me think that they could beat some teams. So ACC, this is a defining game for I think the overall heartbeat of the ACC.
1: Yeah, uh, in the blowout city portion of the schedule, Arizona 44, Washington State six, uh, Auburn 18, LSU 48. Kansas State 38, Texas Tech 21, and Georgia State at home beats Marshall 41 to 24. Just good teams winning their fourth or fifth game uh, against the kind of the middle, a little bit better than middle of the road or middle of the road opponents, uh, making some really statement wins to be your 15 through 25 game teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the local look for me the the local boys the the Wildcats of Arizona, um, man they're like I, I said a couple weeks ago when I was on it they're scrappy man they really are scrappy like they could they could I don't know how to say that they can do this to anybody else in the Pac-10 but like they're gonna be the teams that have to come to like Utah is gonna come down here to Tucson and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be rocking I was there and it wasn't it, you know it's not gonna be this loud mega thing but like this Arizona team can 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 win games. So like they'll be scrappy. They'll get some things done. They got an offense that is that can score. So this I mean this if this doesn't show you then I can't imagine what else will but they're they're something so and then yeah I think LSU is doing perfectly fine. They're 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 also really showing you like what what's going on in the SEC. I think they're perfectly I'm okay with their ranking. I'm okay with their schedule being what it is and Georgia Southern getting a win against Marshall is a good look for them. Watch more Sunbelt football everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, two two very good teams playing each other. It was a well-played game. It was uh, tight. You know, Marshall really kind of, you know, it was one turnover. They really were were as good in a lot of the game as Georgia State. They just didn't finish. They just didn't finish. Georgia State did. Um, and so that's how Georgia State wins. And let's say Kansas State getting a solid win against Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, uh, also another winner that got their fifth win is Texas State at home against Louisiana Monroe. They won twenty one to twenty.
0: One point. One point win to get to get up to the five. Like that's pretty great. I didn't I don't watch any of this. I I I feel like even it's the time as if I was, you know, if I was scrolling through and I saw this game, I probably would have skipped it just because, like, was an ESPN
1: Plus game. Yeah, too, so, so
0: I probably would have, but like, this is this is, you know, another great reason to watch, to watch some Sun <laughs> some <No laughs> football, guys. Uh, that's I, I, you live there, but uh, I, I am gonna, I feel like I should because this is right where I'm at.
1: Yeah. Uh, we've got teams hitting the six-win club, a bunch of them in a row. First off, the Air Force Falcons beat Wyoming at home 34-27. to 27. Air Force team is really good. Another team that uh, I don't know if they're really good because I think USC probably wasn't as good as... We we all would have hoped they were. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame beats USC forty eight to twenty at home. Uh, North Carolina gets their sixth win, beating Miami forty one to thirty one at home, and Missouri. Travels to Kentucky, beats the mess out of Kentucky, 38-21, to and gets their sixth win as well. And also, Oregon State gets their sixth win, beating UCLA at home. do Oregon State team, that could be a spoiler. That could be a spoiler score. Yeah,
0: oh, man, the, Pac- the Pac-12 is deep this year. Man, it's deep this year. It's just <clears throat> a lot of people could... Could get her by. It. Yeah, the UNC win is big. I, I, when you text when you text me on the day, you said USC might be good. You were mad about it. I, I'm inclined to think that they are good. That's a that's a big win. This Miami team. I was, I've been talking about Van Dyke and, and Miami all year, and and so if they, for UNC to to get this win um, is it's big. Um, also, Mizzou. I just don't know what to. I don't know about Mizzou. Like they they keep they keep rising up the rankings and stuff and I I don't I can't say that they don't deserve it but the, from the beginning of the year to now I would have not thought Mizzou was going to be what Mizzou has been um 100% agree with you about about USC they're just they're just they're incomplete and the defense is is a pretty big hole in their incompleteness. So Notre Dame, I don't, I, I don't know really what Notre Dame is, but I, 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 th- I think what they are is getting better all the time, um, and that's going to be good for them over the course of the year. I think they get, you know, they, they keep on this trend line. I think that they very likely could be in a, a New Year's Six Bowl um, and living their best life that way. And then uh, look, Air Force, Air Force, Wyoming. This, I'm, I didn't watch this game, and I'm very sad about it. Now that I'm looking at this, looking through all this stuff like Air Force. Air Force is super fun to watch um, in the times that I have watched them this year. And Wyoming is, yeah, just one of these scrappy Mountain West teams. And so now that we've been talking about all this Mountain West stuff, I'm sad that I, I haven't watched. I didn't watch this game. I haven't watched as much Mountain West, but I'm going to continue. I'm going to really ramp that up over the course of the end of the year.
1: Oh, yeah. The trick was that I was at a bar crawl at, at, at this time, and I was like, oh, I want to stay in and watch games. but I'm like, ah, I got to go do stuff. So I saw it on TVs as I was wandering at this crawl. Um, and I was just trying to keep up on the scores. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I looked at all these and went, yeah, no, fine. These are all fine. Yeah. These are all schools that are, you know, I'm super stoked about Air Force. I hope they keep it up because that's a huge win. Right. Because like, Wyoming is good. That's a big win. And hey, I'm going to say this about Missouri real quick. Missouri beat Kansas State and Memphis. Those are two really strong non-conference yeah, That's winners. very true. Like the, of the of, of teams at SEC that don't usually get, you know, like one SEC team will have a very strong... Out of conference win, and then they'll have a bunch of weak stuff. But this is that's two really good strong wins uh, out of Missouri. So you know, good for them. I think that's a I think that's a quality football team that will beat that will be better than you know eighty of the rest of the teams in the country. So yeah, great. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Finally, the last game probably worth mentioning, we just mentioned that Boise State lost to Colorado State um, on the road, and UAB lost, got blown out by UTSA, so fuck UAB, (laughs) (laughs) is that Duke, Duke at home beat North Carolina State 24-3. Duke, still a good football team. I mean, look, losing to Notre Dame, that Notre Dame team is good, right? The Notre Dame team is good, probably shouldn't have lost to Louisville. Louisville played the game out of their minds, but uh, Duke is good. Like yeah. can't still can't sleep on Duke. I no, know.
0: no. I think anybody if you if you sleep on Duke, you're getting beat. That's just what it is. Like they're playing. Yeah, they're playing. Exactly. They're playing. We're gonna we're going to come in and beat you type football, and they're going to do that to everybody this year. So I'm 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 down for it. It's 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 always weird. It, I don't think it'll ever stop being weird to see Duke as good at football because they were like. You know, you go obviously basketball and things, but like even back in the you know NCAA call football game days, like I would I would see Duke pop up in my in my Dynasty or whatever as a kid and just be like, is this an FCS team? What are they doing here? Like like do they they have do you have these creative creative team ass jerseys? Like they're just so <laughs> average and that and and now honestly for the last for the last five years I mean for the last like couple of years, five, I want to say, maybe maybe less, maybe around that area, like, Duke has been in the mix. Like, they have not been schlubs in the ACC.
1: No, no. They, they are, they're a good, well-coached football team that comes to play is very good offensively. But here's the thing I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read these numbers off to you, and then I'm just going to have you guess what they mean. Okay. S- seven, seven, fourteen, 7 21
0: and 3 uh, I, I feel like that's the that's like the the game like the the quarter by quarter
1: No that is points given up each game of this year Oh shit So they have given up double digits twice that Notre Dame game that they lost by seven, and they gave up fourteen points inexplicably to Northwestern. But other than that, they beat Clemson twenty-eight to seven, Lafayette forty two to seven, Yukon forty one to seven, and NC State twenty four to three. Like, Duke is not fucking around. No, they are coming. Florida to State. Play. Florida State better watch they sell. No, that's true. North Carolina better watch their sales. Even though Duke is coming to town, it may not matter. And it may, you know, Duke may just not be that good on the road. But it didn't stop him from crushing the crap out of NC State. So Duke is not playing around. Look out for the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, man.
0: What a time. What if we get, what if we get, do we have to talk about Duke getting into the, getting into the college football playoffs in Iowa at the same time? Yes. That would be craziness.
1: Look, here's the deal. Duke wins out. And then they beat a, maybe a rematch against Florida State, and they win. Duke is in the playoffs. Yeah, that Notre Dame loss by one touchdown is not a bad loss. That's fine. Yeah, like they, they'll be they'll be directly in the mix of one lost teams. Um, with some with with a decent like obviously Clemson win doesn't look as good now as it looked at the beginning, but that Florida State win will look good. Louisville win will look good. That North Carolina win will look good. Like, they, they could be no joke. They could be no joke. They still got everything in front of them.
0: I'm excited or about it. They or
1: could, they could lose by 21 points at Florida State, and then it will just be like, oh eh, well, Duke. you know, yeah. good season. Yeah, yeah. Good Duke. Yep. You duked us. You duked us. <laughs> All right. So, everyone, we are going to uh, do a separate recording for the week to come. Because we've already spent lots of quality time covering this week. And we want to also talk about how our teams that we picked are doing to this point. So we're going to record that in a separate episode. It'll probably get posted the day after you listen to this. Or maybe two, depending on how it all goes. You know, we got life going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the mix... But sweet.
0: For now... Yeah, okay, uh, uh, we just yeah. I think the you know the split will be good. Get a little bit more dedicated time and get a little loose on, on both recordings and and really get into some stuff. So yeah, it'll be good. Um, you know, look out for that next one. Uh, thanks for thanks for this one. Uh, you know, there might be. Uh, I'll apologize at the end here for some possible audio there was yeah, I got my my daughter wasn't exactly stoked that I was recording right now, and she let me out she <laughs> no, let me she know, was so not. so you guys <laughs> you, you guys might also uh, have not. been uh, part of that conversation with that so anyways <laughs> anyways we're, you know we're we're working here we're excited I'm excited about week eight it's gonna be it's we're getting in that meaty part of college football and
1: it's a great time That's right, all right, bye everybody. See.